Blog Talk Radio. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in. This is the Ray Parrish Show here. I'm coming at you guys live. If you guys want to ear hustle me, I'm on blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ray Parrish Show. When you are listening there, you can also call in as on, a, on the guest line at 563-999-3498. That's 563-999-3498. If you guys want some eye candy, I'm on a Periscope as well as on YouTube if you guys want to um, if you guys want some eye candy. So this is what we're actually going to get into today. We have all kinds of stuff going on in current events. That's what the show is all about. We just want to really what's going on at the water cooler, maybe what's happening. You know, I get a lot of my ideas from what's happening on social media. And there's a couple of things that's really been, I guess, pounding at the doldrum of the culture war. And that's really the cancel culture. And if you guys know that meme from Oprah, Win- from Oprah Winfrey, you get a car, you get a car, everybody gets a car, or whatever that is, you know, however that meme goes. This is you get canceled, you get canceled, everybody gets canceled because that's what everybody is going through. No matter if you, if you wore a shirt, if you wrote something on social media, if you believe in something, that um, you can get canceled. That's exactly what could happen. That's what we're going to get into. College football's top rusher takes issue with his coach wearing a logo of a news station, and he threatens to quit. Also, Black Lives Matter has emerged, or have they emerged, as a new political party in the United States, has defunding the police taken center stage. I'll discuss the impact of what Black Lives Matter means now. What does justice mean? And what does justice mean to you? What does defunding the police mean to you, whether in your respective community here in Sacramento where I live or across the United States? But also, uh, did you see that the Supreme Court makes a ruling that affects the LGBT community? Kind of a little bit of an interesting subject that when I saw it on the news, we just kind of looked at each other here in my household and kind of really peculiar that there was that type of ruling in 2020 that we need that type of ruling. We don't really get into that, but actually let's get into it. Okay. This is the one thing that I actually took on my other Twitter account. I took to my other Twitter account at 26 doctor death, where I really talked pre- uh, predominantly about other, about sports predominantly. And I took to Twitter and I read, and I quote tweeted this. There is a college, college football's leading rusher, Chuba H- Habard, took exception to a shirt his coach wore on his own free time during a fishing trip. Chase, Chase Goodbread over at, the, uh, at, over at NFL.com, he has a piece actually talking about that, and I'm going to share that with you guys. Um, so Chase, <clears throat> excuse me, so Chase Goodbread, he has a piece that says Ch- uh, Chuba Hubbard threatens boycott over OK State's, Oklahoma State's coach own uh, OAN t-shirts, the news station. He writes, college football's reigning rushing king, Oklahoma State's Chuba Hubbard, took to Twitter on Monday to take serious exception to a t-shirt worn by his head coach, OSU's Mike Gundy. Added, so he added, he, uh, excuse me, he took to Twitter on Monday to take serious exemption at t-shirt worn by his coach, OSU's Mike Gundy, and added that he will, quote, will not be doing anything with Oklahoma State until things change, close quote. Hubbard's dispatch includes a tweet that shows Gundy on a fishing trip wearing an own shirt, an own T-shirt, excuse me, with the running back stating in response, quote, this is completely insensitive to everything going on in society, and it's unacceptable, close quote. Own or One America's News Network is known as a far-right news outlet. So says, 
So says the uh, this reporter at the NFL at NFL.com. And here's a tweet that you can see for yourself what, Chu, what Chuba wrote. And here is the coach wearing a One American News shirt. He's not at a rally. He's not saying anything. He doesn't have any signs. He's from what it seems like he's with either relatives or his kids. And it goes on to say that the running back, a native Canadian set to be a redshirt junior in Stillwater this fall, has established himself as a bona fide 2020 Heisman Trophy candidate. Oh, so if he was a reserve or if he was like third string or if he was about to be cut, it wouldn't matter. As long as he is a perennial Heisman Trophy candidate, then we, that's when we take him uh, for that, that's when we can pay attention to him. But this is, but the reason why I raise up this stink is it's easy to say, okay, who cares? But this is really a culmination or a, micro, uh, a microcosm of how everybody is, is, it feels everybody who's not on the left. And when I saw that, I said, the dude's wearing a T-shirt. And I, some of the responses that I got back on my social media is, well, that coach should know better. No better from what? Just because you don't like it doesn't mean that he can't wear it. It would be one thing if the coach was wearing like a KKK shirt. I get that. Of course, the KKK is obviously racist, and it's asking, obviously, to be racist to people of color or wearing a swastika where representing the burning of Jews, millions of them. But to have to apologize for a logo that you wore on your own time. It would be one thing if the coach wore that shirt during a school-sanctioned event or they were going somewhere maybe, and maybe he took the team out to the movies or bowling. But that's not the case. If, is that what it is now, that when you're, in the, where, when you're in your backyard, you have to make sure that you're not wearing a Donald Trump shirt in fear that maybe somebody may catch you or your neighbor may snap a picture and put that on social media? And it even gets better. It even gets better. The coach had to issue an apology. Yes, that, that's right. The coach had to issue an apology. Andrea Adelson writes, Oklahoma State's Mike Gundy apologized for, quote, pain and, discover and discomfort, close quote, caused. She writes, Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy apologized Tuesday for the pain and discomfort he caused his players and others due to a T-shirt he was photographed wearing and vowed positive changes for his football program. What changes does, does there need to be? Has, are there people there? Are they racist? Have they been wearing some racist shirts? He's a perennial 2020 Heisman Trophy candidate. Does, is that shirt stopping him from achieving his dreams is that shirt that wasn't anywhere near him. If it wasn't for social media, he would have never known about it. And who gives a damn if a, a one American uses far right or far left. The only reason why I personally don't watch them is because they don't, they hardly ever bring any liberals on there. I like seeing both sides, but that's my choice. I like listening to news that gives me both perspectives, but that is me. If somebody else wears a Young Turks, which is a very far-left progressive T-shirt, I don't care. I see people wearing a Che Guevara T-shirt, which I think is abhorrent, but I don't care. And the fact that people are on social media, that they're defending something like this, it's really sad. I mean, and here, here's the thing. What happens if during the season, around November, 
maybe when there's the, the election, they're in the middle of playing football, and they're chasing a, a division title. What happens if on his own time, one of his offensive linemen or his wide receiver, his quarterback, is caught wearing a Donald Trump T-shirt around November the 4th after, if, if Donald Trump wins re-election? Is he going to go into the dean's office and throw a temper tantrum and say, if, if you don't cut him, I'm out? Or if you don't tell him not to wear that on his own time, I'm out? The thing is why I really bring this up is because if you stifling an inch of, sp- of free speech – can lead to a mile-long worth of minorities being silenced. And it's, and it's almost getting uh, – it's suffocating. It's exhausting. And I'll be honest, like, I don't watch One American News, but I'm literally on the verge of going online and buying a One American News t-shirt. And I'm not, like, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump. I consider myself a sometimes Trumper. Sometimes I like him. Sometimes I don't. But from what I'm hearing is that if you wear a red hat with the letters "Make America Great Again," that that's provoking people. You're telling me that I, like if I wear as a Latino a red "Make America Great Again" hat, if I were to do that, I'm now racist and I can't wear it. That makes me want to go buy the sh- the shirt and the hat. And the reason why I'm really loud about this, the reason why I'm really passionate and vocal about this, is because there's one thing that I take seriously that I use every single day, and that's the First Amendment. The freedom of speech, as long as I'm not inciting violence, and I'd even take it a step further. Some won't, but I'll t- take it a step further. If I'm not hurling insults or making derogatory marks, and all I'm doing is inciting my opinion, like I'll put it to you this way: if I go on Twitter or Facebook right now, on my personal Facebook, on my personal Facebook page that I'm currently on right now, that I'm streaming on live right now, if I were to say, you know what, I think I'm going to support President Trump in 2020, if I were to say that. So many people would either call me a racist, they would unfriend me, they would probably subtweet me, they would create another post saying, I, had a, I can't believe this sellout, he's a Latino, he's a Pacific Islander, how dare he? That's what we've gotten to. And you know what else we have gotten to is if someone doesn't like what you say, they don't advocate or they're advocating for something that you don't like. Instead of having equal platforms and trying to convince them why they're wrong with facts and common sense, what you're doing is, is you're pushing them off of his platform, taking that platform and bashing them on their head for having said platform because they believe what they believe. People are getting unfollowed. People are getting blocked. People are, are getting 86. People are getting canceled because they either watch something, they believe in something that you don't like. I personally, I don't wear MAGA shirts for my own personal reasons. I may lean conservative. I may or may not vote for Trump. I don't know. I also bring this up because I know that a lot of people behind closed doors are really frustrated because they consider themselves maybe Democrats, but being silenced, being shunned because they either possess of you, they um, they may maybe there's may, how do how do you know if there's Democrats that actually like President Trump and want to wear a President Trump shirt? He's racist all of a sudden if it's a black man. If it's a black man that wore a, a President Trump shirt, are they a sellout? Are they an Uncle Tom? Because that's a lot what we're saying. It's like feelings matter more now than ever before. I'm sorry, but I don't care about your feelings. And this coach isn't hurting anybody. I got some response like, well, he should know the consequences. What consequence? He's on his own time wearing his own T-shirt. 
if I'm the dean of the school, I tell that running back, you can kick rocks. By having him on there, you are now opening yourself up to if anybody around that running back wears a T-shirt that – before the story broke, how many of you guys figured that One American News was racist? You may have said, I don't like the host that's on there, or a host made a comment that I don't like. But this is just ridiculous. Also, too, let's go back to the cancel culture. This is here in Sacramento. There's, there's also the taking down of statues. And over at Capital Public Radio, Capital Public Radio, uh, Sammy Caiola writes, Sutter Health removes John Sutter statue amid complaints about racist history. Uh, on a corner across from Sutter's Fort State Historic Park and surround, surrounding by Sutter Medical Center buildings in Sacramento, a construction crew drilled at the base of John Sutter statue Monday, ultimately removing it with a forklift and toting it away on a truck. Racism solved. We can go home now. Who cares? So glad that that's done. Oh, but it also gets better. If you think that it's just that that was taken down because it represents colonialism, there is also a – now get a load of this. There is, according to The Hill – this is jo Joseph Guzman at The Hill – calls grow to remove statue of Abraham Lincoln – Standing over freed black man in Boston. More than 9,000 people have signed a petition calling on the removal of Boston's Emancipation Memorial. Yes, you heard that right. As you guys can see, if you guys are following me on YouTube, on Periscope, or on Facebook, this is Abraham Lincoln standing above a, uh, what looks like a freed slave. And from the looks of it, by the statue, the free slave, the free slave now, is happy to have his freedom back from the 16th president of the United States. This is what it's come to. Aunt Jemima, yes, Aunt Jemima, she's also canceled because she she represents racism. And uh, I'm gonna show you guys. Ah, here we go. So. According to NBC News, Ben Kesslin over at NBC News, Aunt Jemima Brandt to change name and remove image that Quaker says is based on a racial stereotype. We recognize Aunt Jemima's origins are based on racial stereotype, Quaker Oates said, adding that the, movie, that the move is an effort toward progress and racial equality. Racism solved. We can all go home now. Aunt Jemima Brandt of syrup and pancake mix. That's what you think of uh, racism when pouring your Aunt Jemima mix over some fresh hot pancakes. That's right. We'll get a new name and image, Quaker Oats announced Wednesday, saying the company recognized that Aunt Jemima origins are based on a racial stereotype. Way to go, cancel culture. And I'll be quite honest with you, like when I, and I'm by no means, I'm by no means trying to do the poor me or victim. Not what I'm doing by any means, but I will say that I had to think twice about, I had to think twice 
about doing this Periscope, this podcast, this vlog, because I said, you know what? Am I going to offend somebody? Am I going to be canceled? Am I going to be seen differently from people that I know? Is this going to affect me if I ever do decide to run for office? Because it's that damn conservative white Latino that possesses these views. And I said, you know, if I don't do it, that means that the cancel culture has won. And many people, and I have to tell you guys this, because I, I get a lot of people messaging me, some people who aren't necessarily Republican, but from what I see, they're not conservative. They've come across as liberal, and they have come in my mentions, and they have said, I feel like I'm being stifled. It's getting ridiculous. Instead of having where, two, where opposing views have two different platforms, and they, are to, they try to convey and convince their message – they're now stifling speech and taking your, taking your platform and bashing it over your head because they don't like what you say because it hurts their feelings. It's, it's almost like your opinions are qualified as crime. You can write what you think online, but you'll be silenced by big tech companies because that's what's happening right now. Or in this case, you're going to wear a shirt someone else doesn't like, and you can be reprimanded. You can be told by the woke gallery you should know where the you should know what the consequences are for wearing that T-shirt. You keep your views to yourself, and you have no voice. You have no choice. You have to be quiet. You have to stay in silence. You have to stay private. You can't go out and say I don't agree with that. A lot of Americans are doing that. That's the point of censorship, right? People are talking privately behind closed doors, behind virtual curtains, and if they even say something eerily close to anything that is sounds racist, doesn't conform to what the woke brigade is saying, they're deemed as racist. And they're left behind closed curtains. There's no civil discourse. And they're left behind closed curtains having... In their, house, in their home, and they can't really get anywhere. They can't really speak their mind. They don't have the freedom to say what they'd like. There's no discourse platform. Even when, when I watch the news, when I turn on my Twitter, when I go on Facebook, everything has to be done in private. You know what else is done in private? Voting. Guys, I'm going to go to break. Don't go anywhere, guys. You are listening to The Ray Parrish Show here on a Blog Talk Radio. Feel free to call in at 563-999-3498. That's 563-999-3498. This is The Ray Parrish Show. Keep on moving till the first days are done. Keeping it on till the day stays strong. Scrolling till the nighttime blazes on. All along I keep singing my song.
guys, welcome, welcome. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Ray Paris Show here. You can find me on YouTube, Twitter, Periscope, your mom's house, wherever you want to find me. Thanks so much for tuning in. I got so much to get into. I was really talking about censorship earlier, about how if you don't wear the right shirt, you don't, you're not affiliated with the right people, you can be censored. And here's the thing, too, is where, where I'm going to get into later on, there's an LGBTQ um, ruling that came from the Supreme Court, which is kind of unique and interesting. In just a second, we are going to be talking about Black Lives Matter, how they're becoming a political party. And that's going to be kind of deep, and that's, this is the part of my segment where I was like, man, do I really want to talk about this on my Periscope? But you know what? I, I think I want to talk about it in a way that really um, is not – I don't want to say insensitive, but it's something that I think we really need to discuss that is important. You can also feel free to hit my line at 563-999-3498. That's 563-999-3498. I'm, uh, you can also tweet me at It's Ray Paris on – uh, on Twitter, and I don't have a producer right now, so I'm actually like scrambling to see all my comments. If I don't get to your comments on social media, oh, you know what? Here we go. So, uh, oh, no comments. So, feel free to shoot me comments on a Periscope at It's Ray Paris. So, here's the thing that I want to get into Black Lives Matter has become a political party. It's just that. It's, it's no longer a movement. It's no longer, it's become a political party. And when I say political party, that means that. You are advocating for, I guess, maybe said policy. You're demanding people do something. You know, Republicans, maybe they – Republicans are all obviously known for pushing for less taxes. They're pro-life, and uh, you have liberals that are more pro-choice. They're about the Green New Deal, and you have the Black Lives Matter really taking over not only just the Democratic Party, but also the Republican Party. You see Mitt Romney going out there marching with Black Lives Matter. But here's the question that I really want to ask. This is what I would ask anyone, my closest friends, and, I don't, and I'm not saying this to be rude by any means, but this is the question that I do want to ask is I start off with the question. You want justice. We all do. But the question is, what does justice look like to you? What is justice? No justice, no peace. I can't breathe. These are all slogans. So my question to you is, what does justice look like to you? Lately, we've, we've seen across the nation that they want to – Black Lives Matter has been spearheading a movement to defund the police. I've seen questions – I have seen questions like, well – what does defund the police look like? Well, okay. So I've seen long threads of what could possibly defund the police look like. Let me put this in a phrase that you will understand instantaneously. Ready? Ready? Okay. Here's what defund the police means. I'll use it, I'll use it in another sentence. Ready? I want to defund Plant Parenthood. That's what defund the police means. I also want to uh, take you guys over to uh, Stephanie Danley over the Washington Post has a piece called Camden Police Reboot is being misused in the, in the debate over uh, police reform. So she writes over at the Washington Post. I'm going to bring that up if you guys are watching on social media. Let me get to that for you guys. Ah, Here we go. So. A lot has been said how over in Camden, New Jersey, they have – what they did is they, they gutted their entire police department 
but they didn't go to like a police community where like or the community police themselves. They added more people, like they they fired everybody, they hired a few hundred people back, and then they added even more police officers. So they didn't disband. They added more than what they had earlier. I'm okay with that. If you want to talk about you go through the police and you say, look, who are the bad officers? You need to fire them, hire more people to replace them, and then add them back. Add, excuse me. You want to add police officers to fill that void and then add more police officers? Fine. But in the middle of the piece, she, uh, Stephanie Danley writes, the immediate results of the new force were negative. Okay, The new Metro Police... No other police forces in the county choice to join the county force. Basically, what that means, I want to decipher that for you guys. Basically, it's like gutting, saying no more police department. We're going to call ourselves the sheriff's department. That's basically what that sentence means. Okay. They hired more police from 268 in 2012 to 418 in 2013 and became dramatically wider, of course. Okay. The new force embraced broken windows policing. Year of the new force. Summonses for disorderly conduct shot up 43%. Summonses for not maintaining lights on reflectors on vehicles spiked 421%. Summonses for tinted car windows similarly increased 381%. And partially, summonses for riding a bicycle without a bell or a light rose from 3 to 339. It continues. It was straight out of the Giuliani handbook. Okay. Then, okay, it says, unsurprisingly, the moves provoked tensions between the community and the police. I want to go back. I want to scroll all the way down. Um, Okay. First, now, buried all the way at the bottom, it says this. Okay. Let's highlight it if you're watching at home. Okay. First, during the same period, crime also fell in other New Jersey cities between 2012 and 2018. Newark saw violent crimes fall 25%, while nonviolent crimes fell 40%. In Jersey City, the numbers were 23% and 14%. Trenton and Patterson also saw drops in violent and nonviolent crimes. Among New Jersey's comparable cities, only Elizabeth did not experience such a drop. So... Again, the reason why I ask about Black Lives Matter and what they'd like is we're seeing justice. What is justice? Let me tell you what, what my problem is with justice. And I've seen a lot of people putting up a black mark on their social media. Oh, great. No more racism. We're done. But the reason why I ask what does justice mean like to you is because, is because ambiguity – is the enemy of unity. Vagary is the enemy of unity. What do you want? You need to give me specifics. And the reason why I say I want specifics is because when you give us specifics, like let's say you want to, 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 um, to eradicate qualified immunity. That is something specific. Qualified immunity means that if a cop commits a crime outside of his shield, he can be sued. If you take away qualified immunity right now, if a cop does something outside of his scope of work, he can't be sued. If you're an army, if you're in the army and you're a soldier and you go overseas and you pull the trigger and it's unjustified, you go straight to Leavenworth, you go to military prison, and that's that. You don't have that here in, in the United States with the police. Fine. I'm all for that. That is something specific. 
But if you give me no specifics, how do we get an answer? And I bring this up because it's like this. If in the next year or two, let's say in the next year, scientists in the middle of finding a vaccine for the coronavirus, they stumble upon a cure for breast cancer. And they say, you know what? You take the shot. Breast cancer is cured. There's no more Susan G. Komen to rally around anymore. Just like we don't see rally around measles because there is a solution to that. So again, to Black Lives Matter. And look, no one has ever said Black Lives don't matter. Of course they do. Absolutely they do. And I bring this up because I was asking someone the other day, I mean, don't you have to beg the question if, if there's a race, if, if, if there is a body of the population, they're African-American, and they're constantly being targeted, and Black Lives Matter is here to help stop that, why isn't the entire country getting behind that? And the reason why they're not getting behind that is because now also with this new political party in the Black Lives Matter, they're also extending it to vagary. They're also extending it to white guilt. They're also, you know, it went from, okay, you're going to kneel like Colin Kaepernick, and you have to ask the same question. When do you not kneel? When do you stop kneeling? And it's gone to the point where you're seeing all these people kneel, like police officers. You're seeing white people kneel to African Americans. So then the question is, do I have to now atone for my sins that I never committed? Like, and I'm going back to what is the solution? I want a solution. If you give me a solution that doesn't discriminate and doesn't say, hey, as a white-looking guy that's Latino, I, I owe you a reparation. Again, I'm going back to – it's like it's this, it's this circle of you don't really want a solution, but you are put, you're promulgating something that's never going to have an ending to it. What is your justice? Because do you fear that if we, if we implement your solutions, we eradicate racism, and then you don't need to do the Black Lives Matter anymore? Because we're assuming that every, like, implementing these policies, implementing and eradicating – or excuse me, implementing these policies and eradicating racism, we're not going to need groups like this anymore. It'll be something like maybe black empowerment, which is great, cool. Latino empowerment, great, cool. So that's why I, I'm saying, like, at one point, at what point do we get past these catchy slogans? And what is the answer to all this? My, you know, what is the answer? Do we, like, do, do we, like, uh, let, me, let me go back here. We marched for a few days here, which I agreed with. We wanted the... Excuse me. We wanted the police officers to be arrested. Within four days, they were arrested. The police officers in the Rodney King incident took them four months. That's justice. So if you guys feel free to call me, 563-999-3498. Also, I wanted to get to a couple of other things. Um, The Supreme Court... uh, the Supreme Court makes a ruling that affects the LGBT community, and they ruled the other day that the LGBT um, discrimination decision among uh, – so here's the thing. is Conservatives blast uh, Justice Gorsuch after LGBT 
LGBTQ discrimination decision among the worst jurists in the history of the United States. Uh, Justice Neil Gorsuch on Monday unexpectedly wrote the majority opinion as the Supreme Court ruled LGBTQ employees are protected from discrimination in the workplace, drawing ire from some on the right. Now, when I first heard this, I said, I, I was with my aunt, my uncle, we kind of looked at each other and we said, really? They're, we're 2020. They, they need protection? Like, and then I read further into it. I would never argue this. I see why some conservatives are really getting granular. I know some conservatives are saying that if you actually look at the specific meaning, the Title VI in the Civil Rights Act of 1964, it reads, no person in the United States shall, shall on the grounds of race, color, or national origin be excluded from participation in, be denied in the benefits of, or be subjected to the discrimination under any program or activity receiving federal finance assistance. So, and they took that as saying that whether your race, your color, your national origin, your sex, it doesn't matter what you are, you can't be discriminated against. But some conservatives are saying that you can't add something to an existing law unless you're a legislature. It doesn't say the act of homosexuality. Like, I can be a straight male, but if I decide that I want to that I decide one day, hey, I, I think I like men, well, I'm still a male, and I'm still protected. And if I want to be protected, if I decide to do a, you know, get in a consensual relationship with another male, or I decide I want to change my genitals and become transgender, some conservatives are saying they need to make a new law for that and not use the Supreme Court as the, as the legislative body. They are the Supreme Court. They are judges of interpreting the law, not making new law. Now, personally, I don't think this is a fight that conservatives should take up. There's other pressing needs. That's just my opinion. But I'm going to say this, though. I'm going to say this, though, is uh, before we get to other things, too, there's one more thing before we end here. I don't want to be on here too long. There's one thing that, I, uh, that I'll get into later on. I guess that people have forgotten that there was a virus. I'll get to that in just a second. But this is what I did want to say, though, is, you know, you shouldn't be fired if you are part of the LGBTQ community. If, if you are let, – let's say that actually happened before this passage of the Supreme Court. Let's say two years ago someone came out as gay on a Sunday. They posted to say that they were gay on their social media, and their boss found out, and they're fired on Monday. What some on the left may say, well, they're not covered legally. Of, they're not covered from being fired. That's not against the law. Well, okay, that might be true, but also in the free market, that said gay person who comes out as gay can, without a doubt, go to any news outlet and say, I was fired for being gay, I have proof, and then that company will, would face repercussions. All right, fine, but again, I'm not using that argument to decry this ruling by the Supreme Court, but I will say this. I will say this. If somebody comes out as a Republican and they're supporting of Donald Trump and they do this on a Sunday on their Twitter account and they say, you know what, I'm not a Democrat anymore, I'm a Republican now, I'm going to vote for President Trump, I'm going to you know, help him with his rallies and his reelection, goes in on Monday and the boss calls him in at 930 in the morning, says, we found out that you don't really fit our values anymore. We're going to let you go. That's not protected. 
going back to that person can be canceled. But my thing here is, is like I said, going back to the Supreme Court doesn't bother me. I mean, all right. The only, the only thing that I, I can see where some conservatives are making the point is that it's not the role of the Supreme Court to legislate laws. They're there to judge laws. Hmm, all right, I get it. But going back to, again, the cancel culture, I personally, I don't care if you are a socialist. And if you are a full-blown socialist and you're pro-choice, you love Planned Parenthood, and you stand for everything opposite of me, and someone tried taking your platform away from you, I would go and defend you. And I say that as somebody who used to be a uh, football fan. Many of you guys who are watching my personal page knew me as Dr. Death. How many times, if you know, if you know me, how many times did you, use, did you see me use my platform to advocate my team not leaving? I take the First Amendment very seriously. Compared to the Second Amendment, I don't. I don't shoot guns, I didn't grow up around guns, I don't care about guns, but I believe you should hold them. I should believe that, I believe that you have the right to bear arms, I do believe that there's a process to get through, eh, whatever. But the First Amendment, I deal with the First Amendment every single day. I've seen a bunch of nobodies tweet out something really good and intuitive and go trending and get 10,000 retweets in under a week. If the woke brigade can go after conservatives, it's just a matter of time till somebody comes back around and goes after your progressive liberal values, which I respect. If you're a liberal progressive, fine. And I do want to tell you before I go into the next subject about people forgetting that there was a virus, I want to say this too. When having a discussion about should we defund the police, I was having a, a really good discussion with a friend of mine who's liberal, and he made up a good point. When, it, when, he, when we were talking about defunding the police, my argument was we need to give the police more money, not less. He made a point in our discussion that before we give anybody more money, we should see what, money, what, what they're doing with the money that they have now. Fact check, true. This goes for any organization. The police department falls under the same umbrella as the IRS, as the DMV, as the VA, they're all government-led. The government right now in California, which is responsible for pouring over $30 billion on a bullet train to nowhere. So yes, I'm willing to go into any city here in Sacramento, in California, in San Diego, or in, here, in, here in California, San Diego, San Francisco, Sacramento, and willing to look at the, at, at the local police department's books and see what they're doing with their money. I'll give you guys this example. Here in Sacramento, where I live, in West Sacramento, Sac West Sacramento was incorporated as a town in 1985, I believe. Since then, I'm born and raised here. Since then, we've gone from two lanes to four lanes. We've had, the, we've had in the last 15 years, we've had Nugget Supermarket. We've had Target. We've had all these um, uh, shopping centers blow up. We've had Ikea. We've had Walmart. We've had Lowe's, we've had Home Depot, and we've also had Rayleigh Field, which is literally a quarter of a mile down from my house, built. Tons of money, tons of money, right? That's tons of tax revenue coming in in the last 15 years, and our town has gone from 30000 to 50000 That means more tax revenue. West Sacramento currently has four police officers patrolling at night, 
when West Sacramento incorporated as a city in 1985, they also had four police officers patrolling at night. So here in my hometown, you have just, on the surface, you have to beg the question, where's the money going? How do we only have four police officers? Just two weeks ago, we had <coughs> – excuse me. <coughs> when you have a mouthpiece like me, <coughs> I don't have water anywhere near me. That's what happens. But anyways, just two weeks ago, there was rioters here in Sacramento that were about to cross the gold bridge here in West Sacramento coming over here. And my thought was we only have four police officers. We have hundreds of rioters coming down threatening to come to the suburbs that I'm reading on social media. And the National Guard's not coming anywhere, not coming anywhere here near. They're, they're not nowhere near to be found. You had stores being bashed in. You've had Sharif Jewelers, which is owned by a Middle Eastern couple that have given thousands to the city. No one's protecting them. Who's gonna, who the hell's going to protect me? We have four cops here. So, yeah, going back to the reason why I really brought, brought this forward is because I brought this, – this last monologue that I just said was possible, was possible because I had a conversation with somebody who's liberal and who I don't agree with for something. They brought up before we give money to police officers, we need to see where they're spending their money that they have now. Fact check, true. I'm on a congressional campaign right now. I'm going to use that line. I'm very passionate about this. We should never shut people up for what they believe. We should never shun people for wearing a Donald Trump shirt. In Florida, Donald Trump has an 80% approval rating amongst Cubans. So if you go to Florida and a Cuban is wearing a Donald Trump shirt, are they racist? Or do they just support him because of their experience? If you hate Donald Trump, more power to you. I want to end it like this before we go because I know I've been rambling on. Is There's one thing that I guess everybody's been forgetting about. I guess for the last uh, two weeks. People forgot that there was a virus. Over the weekend, there was thousands of, from what I understand to be, black trans lives matter. There was like thousands of them in New York. By the looks of it, no one had face coverings on. So, no virus? And NBC, from what I believe, they put out a tweet that said, Black Trans Lives Matter. This is a great showing. Uh, an hour later, NBC News comes out and criticizes President Trump for his proposed rally that's going to be in Oklahoma coming up. I'm sorry, but you know what? I've seen up and down on my Facebook people criticizing for the last week or two, excuse me, two, three weeks ago, from people rallying at the, at the state capitol because they wanted to open up, and people were saying, you're going to grandma. You don't care about anybody else. Two weeks later, they're out there themselves protesting. It's a double standard. And again, I'm here to tell you guys, the more double standards that you have, the more cancel culture that you invoke, the more that you criticize people or label people racist, you're going to alienate not just conservative, but you're going to alienate independent and even Democrats, Bill Clinton Democrats. They're going to look at you and say, you're stifling me. You're not a, instead of convincing me that your way is right, you're now strangling me and telling me that if I don't think like you do, I'm going to be canceled. I'm going to be fired from my job. My business is going to close. I know a business owner that wanted to come on and talk to me about their respective views, but they said, no, wait a minute. I got I to gotta, 
I've got a um, I got a business that I gotta I gotta look out for. And again, like be mindful of who you're listening to or who who your friends are, and if they say something you disagree with, engage in them. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Ray Paris. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, feel free to uh, you can shoot me a tweet at it's Ray Paris. You can DM me on my Facebook page. Leave me a comment on YouTube. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is the Ray Paris Show. Appreciate you guys tuning in.